This is the smooth version. <laughs> Welcome to Opinions and Beer. Welcome. We're your hosts, Adam and Eamon. Hey, I'm Eamon. How you doing? And be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook page. We've got all these things. We are everywhere. Yeah, we've got a lot of bases covered, but we really need to boost that follower base on... Uh, to attract more. Yeah, on a couple of those pages. Because it's... You guys... I know you're listening, but you guys not... <laughs> yeah, we, we know you're on the other side of this. You, you better you, help us you out. Guys, you guys not following our, tw- our Twitter... May have cost us an interview. Oh my God! With uh, the uh, spawn creator. We don't really. I mean, like, what do we got? We got opinions, and then we got beer. And <laughs> you'd be amazed at how many people just aren't as interested in beer as we are. But you know, so that's that's why like most people can relate on the whole opinions aspect. That's why we've been sticking to like uh, interviews and stuff like that. It's been going pretty well, so uh, we're gonna keep doing it. Hell yeah, and. Speaking of beer and our opinions, <laughs> we've got today's beer of the day. It is day. Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company's German chocolate cake. It is a 2018 bottled December December 2018 bottled release. It is 7.6% alcohol by volume. Looking good. German chocolate cake. Yeah, Buffalo Bayou uh, Brewing Company. One of the really cool things about this, whenever we were choosing some beers to to taste, uh, we decided to pick this one because they've got a couple of things locally uh, around the Houston area. I think they're out of, yeah, they're out of Houston, Texas. So they have a couple of these uh, really, really nice looking craft beers. Uh, This one, I can tell you already, it smells delicious. It's looking pretty good. (laughs) So, uh... (laughs) It does look good. Let's go ahead and try this beer. That's interesting. Definitely a uh, a lighter, lighter chocolate. That light chocolate. I don't know. I say light chocolate. Is does German chocolate? Does that have like coconut in it? Am I? Is that supposed to have mm, coconut? Maybe. Well, I'm. It I'm tastes coconut. Like, yeah, I'm getting hints of that. Um, I mean, does it has coconut in it? Yeah, it's uh Oh yes, coconut flavor. I think that was a... So, the coconut is definitely what is coming out of this. So, you're getting a bit of that. Uh, You're tasting... Honestly, yeah, it's kind of like sweet and creamy, almost like a buttery flavor. Buttery flavored coconut. Buttery flavored stout is essentially what it is. Buttery coconut. Um, Hmm. I'm liking it. I think that it's it's not very strong. It's... uh, What is this? 7.6 yeah so I mean it's not going to get you like just blitzed out of your mind but some, I think some people be, it will yeah <laughs> well we've been trying a lot of those like you know 10 plus percentages like I'm getting to that point where yeah. I feel like <laughs> yeah, I'm almost drinking liquor whenever you're drinking <laughs> beer it's really really cool um, I'm, your- I'm liking this one though uh, it's, uh, it's not too bad well, what kind of chocolate would you say is that? Is it more like milk chocolate or? Yeah, yeah I think yeah, I'm like a milkish chocolate. I think I think it's the coconut flavor that's really um, changing my thoughts on the chocolate. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know. Maybe it is dark chocolate. I'm just it just tastes light because of the, all the, like the other flavors. Because the vanilla is like all. There's a lot of other flavors in there. That's that. Uh, even if the chocolate is rich and dark. Um, it's going to be hidden. 
Yeah. I feel like uh, if you let it sit for a bit, like the aftertaste, you kind of get, I don't know, it might be a placebo thing where I'm like forcing a dark chocolate taste in there, but I get it near the end. But yeah, mainly fucking coconut and butter. What would you rate this beer? You know what I'd rate this? I'd rate this a uh, a, a schoolroom, a schoolroom, uh, Matilda Principal, uh, Matilda's Principal being thrown out a window. <laughs> That's really good. That's really good. Sorry, I got really excited there. Um, <laughs> birthday. It's going to be like the, I don't know, like 11th. I'm going to give it an 11th birthday. 11th birthday. Yeah. <laughs> We'll be moving on to Jenna Suru. She's a French director. She's from Paris. That's right. She's Skyping into us all the way from Paris. So let's go ahead and Skype on over. So uh, let's go ahead. We're going to go ahead and try to uh, get things started, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If we're already rolling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're rolling. Let's keep it going. Um, but, I mean, we can talk about whatever, so. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> you just want to talk about crime rates all so over the place. Right so now, we we're speaking that. with uh, Jenna Suru, correct? Exactly, precisely. Jenna That's Suru. me. Okay. Jenna Suru, she is a uh, talented director. As we, she, she reached out to us. Uh, she, I guess she uh, met uh, Dom Lenore. Oh, Dom Lenore. And uh, she was a panelist on, his, on one of his uh, Make Your Film. Uh, program thing they're doing is that is that accurate? Yeah, exactly. You run in London. That was amazing. Yeah, it was really inspiring. End of what, January. Yeah. What What did they uh, do there? Actually, it was the very first panel of the Make Your Film event, um, and Dom was here with Giles, and we had a great audience. Also, inspiring filmmakers, uh, Finn, Adam. Um, Matt, it, it was really a great, great night. Yeah, we discussed filmmaking and the process of making a film happen. So I talked about Lash Door, my debut feature film, which is a period drama. Yeah, you said that, and it takes it takes place in both uh, France and the USA. Yes, exactly. Yeah, both countries in the sixties and in nineteen seventy. We had such such a great team. Um, I'm so thankful. It's a period drama about two artists trying to change the world with art. And music yeah and that's uh that's a very interesting time uh to 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 choose as well that was a quite a quite an expansive era yeah yeah thank you so much i definitely like it's such an inspiring era of the 60s right after the two world wars that so much happened then and it, it was quite a tough time, actually, with the Vietnam War, too. Um, in Paris, we all know the riots that happened in May 68. And from all the people uh, I've interviewed and all those research I've made, I've, I've really understood that people were really longing for change. And so the film is about this Franco-American producer that flees the Vietnam War from the U.S. He goes to Paris in his mother's footsteps. And he meets this French actress, uh, that I'm being in the film, I'm lead acting in it too, and together they decide to embark on an artistic project to bring change in this world that just doesn't work for them. Did you uh, did you write this one as well? Yeah, 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 I wrote it. I wrote it after a lot of research uh, through that times. Uh, I interviewed so many people. It's so inspiring to hear about the people that lived at the time. Uh, 
just to hear that everything was so different, you know, like no phone, uh, obviously the time was different. Um, people would appreciate a lot the music too at the time, you know, only great artists like the Beatles or the Stones or the Who, oh, Jimmy yeah. Reed, oh, Barry, yeah. all those. <laughs> just the best. The best. What, uh, <laughs> the best. So what drew you, what, what initially like drew you to write about this era and like what really uh, brought you there? What really brought me there is that I'm so, I feel, I feel amazed by the artists at the time that really did bring change. You know, my, my first inspiration is that basically today when, when you wake up, you turn on the TV or you read the news and you just listen to all those crazy things happening in the world that there are so much we want to change. There is so much I want to change. And um, I really found a lot of inspiration for that times when after the two world wars uh people were so longing for change we were like okay all those great intentions that just happened are amazing but this time we're just using it not just for war we're gonna make a different world and i also feel very inspired by saint-tropez i don't know if you hear heard about saint-tropez you know this village in the south of france that's now very very famous for for holidays and it's an incredible place um what most people should know is that in the 60s, it was this village also where so many artists would go to find inspiration from all over the world. All the greatest ones will again say all of the above, you know, like the stones, all those artists from literature from over the world. They would flee there okay. to find inspiration. And the film is about them and it's a tribute to them and this village called Saint-Tropez. Okay, so it's more, it's like an epicenter of culture where everyone got together and discussed all the different types of art and whatnot around that time period? Absolutely. And still now, I believe. It's just at the time, it was it's, it's such a magical place because you might have heard of Brigitte Bardot, you know, all those artists that would go there. And this fishing harbor just became so, so famous because it's such an inspiring place. Like even me as an artist, when I first got there, um, and even today, I, I just, it's so incredible just walking along, how inspired you feel. And I think they did an amazing job at keeping that spirit of, you know, artists and of pushing artists and make, making a change, really. So, I mean, it's definitely, definitely a place to go to find inspiration, just like Paris and LA. The movie really is also a tribute to cities, the cities that inspired me, like Los Angeles and Paris. Saint-Tropez is just this very, very special place. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's very interesting. That's that's really cool. <laughs> now, um, your film is being released by what is this? Uh, be- uh, belly quote belly pop films. Yeah. Belly Echo. Belly pop film. Yes, yes. Thank okay. you. <laughs> How do you? Uh, the film as the producer. Uh, it's my my feature film, my French feature film company. I opened about four years ago. Um, okay. Yeah, French, all French. Um, but yeah, like we have such an amazing team on board. Uh, I, I just, I just can't wait to, just to complete it and show it around. It's really, it's a very important message to the world right now. I feel, and this is why everyone beyond, beyond the movie, you know, the production team, uh, all the departments, everyone, we are very looking forward uh, to showing it and spreading the world of change. So you're you're producing as well. You're you're pretty much doing most of every everything yourself almost. <laughs> Yeah, true. I, I directed, I lead acted, and I, I wore many hats. Uh, but I feel very, very thankful, and I really want to underline that uh, because I had 
best talents on board, really, like my production team, production coordinator, the actors, the music, the partners. It, it's, it's just felt incredible. Like we have such an amazing soundtrack and all those partners, we shot in more than 35 exceptional locations. And believe me or not, but I, I really only got my first choices. We shot, for instance, um, in Paris near the Eiffel Tower. We shot there in this incredible restaurant, period restaurant, where we shot La Vie en Rose with Marion Cotillard. Uh, we shot, we closed the bridge in Paris, like one of the biggest bridges in Paris. Uh, in Saint-Tropez, we shot where we shot God Created Women with Brigitte Bardot on the beaches and this incredible bar uh, on the harbor. Like we really were very lucky. We, we even shot in a real station and with a real train from the 60s. It was really, really exciting. And just, it was very important for me also as a director because I wanted the period to look very authentic. So the, with the different heads of the department, we, we worked a lot uh, to make that happen. And they did an incredible job with all their talents and inspiration to really pull that magic. And it was just incredible to see all that get together and make that period look authentic. Because obviously, like my biggest validation is the people that lived at the time and really, you know, can sell right, with my vision. Yeah, definitely. Like this is how it was at the time. It was really important for me, but every detail was very precise. So um, how, like, have you been getting feedback from, from people of that time era? And um, what's like some of their opinions towards it? You sound pretty positive about that. You're getting positive reactions mainly. Oh, absolutely. I did, I did so much, you know, like the movie was backed by so much preparation. So even, even before shooting, I knew everything was very, very precise. Uh, you know, obviously all the cars and the locations and the hair and the makeup, um, the way you act, you know, also as an actor, as actors, we, you, you, you would think differently at the time. You would live differently. And so it was so important to really get that inspiration. And definitely, um, I did so much research and interviewed people who, who had lived back in the time, you know, love stories or even war or anything. So I could understand how you would think at the time in the 60s. And definitely the biggest validation is when, for instance, I, I would show a picture of our set uh, to someone who lived in the 60s and it's an immediate reaction. It's like, oh my God, oh my God, it reminds me of back then. You know, that's so, so magical. Yeah. That's very unique. Very unique. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's, and this is your first feature? First feature film as a director, yes. Great, great yeah, ambition and I feel very thankful. Yeah, very ambitious project. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, uh, I mean, that's 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 really big, especially because um, some people they don't even get half of that. That's 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 oh, no. that's, that's, a, that's a big no, project to, uh, to take. Um, yeah. Was it hard? Was that? I mean, what how, was that? Well, a hard transition to to just jump uh, feet first into something big like this. Oh, absolutely. I think it was it was a, a definitely a big transition. And this is what I wanted. I wanted it to be very ambitious. I wanted my first uh, period, um, my first feature film to be a period drama and be like as big because definitely it was kind of a step. And, you know, the only reason why it all happened was because it was backed by, again, a lot of preparation and really like people put so much passion behind it. Uh, like everyone has been incredible. The actors uh, like the music we have, all the locations, again, people in Saint-Tropez, Paris have been so helpful. 
And it's only because of all this preparation we did at the beginning that during the shoot, it kind of, it really clicked. It really clicked. Everything would come together with the cars, the hair, the makeup, the lights, um, everything really like the acting, everything was just, was just magical and it, it really worked together. So I feel very, very thankful for that and that it worked. And yeah, with my amazing, amazing team and the partners, like it was just magical, really. Okay. Okay. Um, so in your, in your own words, how would you describe your journey to the point that you are right now? Like what's your past? What have, what have you done in the past? And what do you think has helped you the most getting to the point to where you are right now? Oh, wow. Um, well, I started acting in Paris when I was eight. Um, and I, I just, I just, I think I've always been in love with movies and filmmaking, really. It's really interesting when people ask me, um, like, how was it at the beginning? It's really hard to remember because I feel like I've always really been passionate by filmmaking. So oh, it wow. started in Paris when I was eight and I, I started stage acting. Uh, I think one definitely of the biggest uh, things that happened to me at the beginning is um, when I, I went to LA, Los Angeles, and learned about acting, had the very best teachers teach me not only about acting, but also, you know, marketing yourself, directing, producing, hair and makeup, like everything you need to know from an actor's perspective, but not only. And that was really, I think it was really the time when I felt, just this is exactly what I want to do. You know, I, I, just, I just feel about directing and acting, like it really, it really become mature enough so I could say, okay, this is my final decision. Um, so definitely Los Angeles had a very, is very important to me. And also, when I opened my company, Belly Park Film, Belly Park Film is a French feature film company, uh, so we produce feature films. And um, I opened it when I was actually living in London. And the incredible artists I've met there, we mentioned Dom and Giles, uh, there are so many amazing filmmakers in London. I, I feel very, very thankful that I've lived there for two years and learned so much about the different techniques of indie filmmaking and how you can make it work. And... It was just really, really inspiring. So definitely, I like to believe that those cities, all of them really helped me tremendously to become who I am right now. That's, yeah, that's, that's a lot. That's good. That's a really good summary. Thank you. I wish I could uh, reply in French because, you know, I took five years of French and uh, I don't remember a lack of it. Wow, I think I think I'll say we... Uh, no. <laughs> what can you say? I can't can say try. nothing. I, I, I can only uh, all I remember is uh, Les Miserables, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I have a few curse words in it. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but now you curse words are. Can you understand French at least? Ah, uh, 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 yes. <laughs> Oh, once upon once upon a time, like when I first left uh, school, I could understand French, but I think it's uh, <laughs> it's faded. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm so disappointed in myself. I wish I would have kept that uh that class in my brain. Yeah, we we're we're right right on the border of Louisiana, so we get a lot. Now you of realize. Now you realize French half, is half ass French. Yeah. You know, you get a bunch of weird slang over here. They say like like uh, perfume is like foo foo juice and stuff like that. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! That is true. That is that is like a yeah no no it's, yeah. A, it's like a weird uh, yeah like a southern French twang yeah yeah <laughs> very interesting very interesting. 
But yeah, but you said uh, you're so beautiful. That's amazing. You've learned it. Uh, you said that uh, you went to uh, Los Angeles. Did uh, is it, I, I believe? Correct me if I'm wrong. Were you were a production assistant for uh, for some TV shows there? Oh, definitely. That's true. That's true. I've learned so much through that and also um, through learning at school, at acting. I really had the best teacher. So definitely like Los Angeles is incredible. It's like, it's such an inspiring city, really. Like so many talented people are there and just, I, I, I learned a lot, a lot from there. So yeah, definitely Los Angeles is very important to me as an artist and a person. Sorry, we had a, a spill. Yeah, it happens. We drink yeah. we drink a lot of beer, so <laughs> Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard we that. have we have accidents. I don't have to have Apple, but you know, I'll cheer. Cheers, guys. <laughs> Cheers. We we have a we have a lot of accidents while recording. And so we're we're, we're constantly having to clean up stuff while we're <laughs> oh my God, God. Hey. It's, a, it's amazing. And then we have to edit it out. I can't wait. One of these days we're gonna do a live showing. And it's just going to be a uh, yes. flat out mess. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, he just, the, what, what took us so long to get on the call was that he spilt coffee everywhere. <laughs> so, okay, so coffee, beer, like what else is in there? I'm <laughs> just spilling stuff. So, <laughs> this is a very professional podcast. I just want to warn you. But, uh, so tell us about some of these shorts you did. What's, uh, what's, um, What's some of your favorite past shorts you've produced? Uh, I think, you know what, I think the shorts for, for which I've learned the most really were the very, very first one I direct, I've directed when I was in Paris. Um, when I was in London, I also co-produced a short called The Bigger Picture, uh, which was actually really exciting because it was shot on film. So that, that's quite an experience. Uh, that, that just looks incredible. Um, with uh, starring Robert Sheehan, that's now in the Umbrella Academy, by the way. I watched, I watched the first episode a couple of days ago. It's incredible. I loved it. And Rosie Day, who's just an amazing actress. Um, so that was when I was in London. Um, but again, really, like, all the shoots I was on uh, in Los Angeles and London, but also Paris, really inspired me. Um, to make Lash Door feature film happen, we actually did a test shoot, uh, which looks a little bit like a short film, uh, but it was definitely a test uh, to make large door happen this is when we tested uh, some of the material and a lot of the locations in paris and it just it just was so inspiring to see like um just to shoot in paris really Sh shooting in paris is always like a dream and it really helped our preparation for the feature is there a way to uh see this uh short film or this test footage oh you know what i don't i don't know i haven't thought about it actually um it really looks more like um like a test shoot but definitely i should think about it what really is incredible is that um this this test shoot uh was mostly to test the story also i wanted to make sure that the storyline was very clear in the feature and i was very thankful that it worked beautifully uh, some of the locations we didn't we didn't keep uh but some most of the locations we kept just because they looked incredible so yeah, definitely. I should think about that. But most of the locations you can actually see in the feature film. They are, they're just incredible. When is that uh, supposed to be released? Oh, well, I hope this year. I hope this year very soon. Um, 
We are just touching up a couple of things, um, but yeah, very, very soon it will be finished. And definitely this year, the best way really to be updated uh, is to follow us on social media. I'm sure everyone is on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. So if you follow Lash Door Film, there will be news coming up very soon. So yeah, it's really oh, very exciting. nice. Very Thank nice. you for asking. Yeah. Do you have any uh, now? Uh, Obviously, as filmmakers, you have to constantly have something in the back burner. Do you have some? Do you have uh, future projects that you are uh, looking at, or anything else? Absolutely, that absolutely, definitely. Um, I'm I'm actually now working on a comedy script uh, that I'm writing. Uh, so it's a def very, definitely very different uh, genre. Uh, but definitely, even if I, I want to make sure first that Lash Door just gets the best release uh, possible, definitely thinking about the next projects. There are so many talented people I want to work with. You know, I really want to work with the most talented persons. And I can't wait for them to see the film and hopefully uh, find a connection so we can work together. Uh, but definitely with some people I know in Los Angeles, London and Paris, we have uh, some, uh, some projects coming together. Uh, but yes, definitely my my coming script uh, will be comedy oh really yeah right <laughs> <laughs> no. I love like there is some comedy in the film and i think it worked quite well and it's just so exciting you know like comedy is so powerful so yeah obviously we're always thinking about the next project yeah. so thank you so much for asking about that <laughs> it's like it's like jovial yeah it's always yeah. fun now you you've done obviously a lot more uh producing than anything correct um, I think in the past, yeah, I, I really wanted not only producing, but also distributing. I, I've learned a lot about distributing. I was very lucky. I could work at the two top agents in France in films, so, which are Gaumont and SND, MCS Group. So I've learned a lot about that and also producing. So definitely, um, but also, also really acting quite a bit just because I started so early. And it really helped me to get into directing. Uh, but definitely uh, producing is extremely important. Yeah. So this is why I opened my company, Belly Park Film. To, uh, to some of the people out there that are uh, less knowledgeable about films and the background on films, could you tell them what exactly, as a producer, you do? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you're right to ask because there are so many different producers, really. Uh, I guess for producing, I, I've done both, the both um, major sides. I would say uh, the first major side would be more executive producer or slash, let's say, financing. And the second one would be line producing, which is more on hand. Uh, in French, we call it production executive. So that's a bit confusing, you know, between the English. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, but definitely, I, I've done both. So, uh, yeah, there are two major sides. You would have like dozens of different producers, but definitely there's more like the producer who um, is more early stage and puts the project together, puts the finance together. And secondly, uh, the producers that make the shoot happen, organize everything. It could be the same person, but usually you would have several producers attached to a project. Yeah. Yeah. And I see that you're going to be a line producer for uh, Cowboys Can Fly. What's that about? Oh, thank you for asking. Yeah. Cowboys Can Fly is actually a theater film uh, that is being directed by Giles. So it's it's a small world, you know, like it's it's incredible. Oh, wow. Yeah. And what's even more incredible is that uh, he he was attached to the project as a director, uh, but I actually got to meet him through Dom. So we actually uh, met uh, through two different people. 
Uh, but yeah, Cowboys Can Fly, it's an exciting fear film that we hope to be shooting next summer, I believe. Uh, so working on that to have it together. And I definitely hope it will be put together very soon because it's a very, very beautiful story. It's an important story for today too. So yeah, that's in the pipeline for sure. Hopefully shooting very soon. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I mean, it looks, it looks good. I mean, uh, it looks, I say it looks good, but look, it, look, it sounds funny. Is it a uh, It's more, I think it's definitely more of a drama. Uh, okay, no, no, I clicked on it. It's definitely a drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, definitely a drama. Definitely uh, a drama. My bad. <laughs> we have an sorry, sorry Giles. <laughs> no, 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 it's, oh, it's okay. You're right, Tereska. For now, we have a, a great actor attached to the project who was in a fantastic beast, uh, Joshua. He is incredible. He's really talented. Uh, so, yeah, definitely a beautiful drama. I just can't wait for it to be put together. So, that's definitely in the next projects coming up. Yeah, anytime we see cowboys fly around here, it's <laughs> right, right. My French teacher, she told me that every time she went to France, they would be like, Oh, yeah, cowboy, you're from Texas, cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, really? Yes, that's what she said. She said they would always oh. say cowboy to her. <laughs> We, we just need to embrace the stereotype. Embrace the stereotype. Yeah, go there with a, a cowboy yeah. hat. With my six shooter. Because everyone has their different experience. <laughs> <laughs> Cowboys are exciting, aren't they? Yeah. Especially when they're flying. So, uh, when yeah, if you're exactly. <laughs> talking to someone that might be uh, starting out in filmmaking and. Uh, you know, they're trying to build their craft. What, what would some advice you would give them to get to a, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. to get to a level where you are at now? Like what, what's some, uh, stuff you could tell them? I would definitely advise to get on any shoot they can, uh, like at the beginning, even if it's just PA or even if it's just bringing coffee or even if it's helping in any way you can, I think it's extremely important to get your hands on the job and actually learn. Um, definitely get on different shoots. Uh, also try to, especially if you're a filmmaker and you want to become a filmmaker or a director or a producer, it's really important to know like everything that is behind a movie. Like for instance, one of the first things that I've done when I wanted to learn about filmmaking was to work at Panavision because um, I learned a lot about distribution and production, but I also wanted to know everything about the material. So I would, at Panavision, I would get my hands on every camera. So in Panavision Paris, they've been incredible because they really taught me a lot and helped me do that. Uh, I really wanted to know everything about the material. Um, same, like I, I learned so much about hair and makeup and the different departments because everyone in the movie is so important. I would say definitely at the beginning, you, you need to learn about everyone. Like you need to meet anyone that is part of a cast crew and production team so you can really learn about everyone's job and maybe it will also help you to discover what you're most passionate and talented about uh, but definitely by all means you need to learn so i would definitely advise that okay um since you've actually done quite a bit uh just yourself what would you say your favorite part or role uh that you've taken thus far Definitely directing this film. This film is so important. Uh, it really felt special. Uh, I was lucky enough to work with incredible people in Los Angeles, London and Paris. I think this film just was special because of the incredible amount 
of amazing partners. We got like not only the locations, uh, but all our amazing partners for costumes, uh, everything really, the makeup, the production team, like was held by, backed by so many partners. And even when we shot, like, and everything was clicked together, it was so incredible because I jumped in as an actor, obviously, uh, and jumping in this world, uh, acting in those incredible, incredible places with the rest of the cast just felt really, really special. It was like jumping in a new world. And I feel privileged that in a way, I, even if I'm young and I haven't lived back then in the time, I kind of felt how it felt because, because we just recreated all of this. It was a big challenge and it, it felt really special. So I feel really privileged for that. Yeah, you were able to appreciate it a little bit better after that whole experience. Yeah. Yes, definitely. It's a very important time and I, I, feel, I feel very happy that my, my, my big challenge was to recreate it because I love history and history is so important and knowing about how it was at the time and how Saint-Tropez was at the time, it, it was never made before and it's so important. Um, so I feel very, very thankful that with the rest of the team, I could accomplish that and it's a big, big achievement and it, it, just, felt, it, it just felt and still feels incredible. Speaking of challenges, what would you say would be the biggest challenge you had while working on the film or the biggest frustration you may have run, uh, run across? Well, definitely, I think the biggest challenge was to make a period drama happen. Because like, there are a lot of things we can get away with on modern shoots. Like, for instance, maybe, maybe the makeup you, you can compromise with or maybe, maybe some shots you can compromise with. And if last minute, you know, there is something that happened. You can just turn the camera and, oh, let's shoot in this street. You know, this is something that I did see on shoots, on modern shoots, because there are things you can compromise with. With a period drama, there are not so many things you can compromise with at all. If the hair is not right, or if there is something in the frame that does not look exactly period, people won't believe it, and especially people that, that lived actually lived in the time. So I definitely feel it was the biggest challenge. Like, for instance... Um, we shot this incredible, beautiful scene uh, with dancing. So there were quite a few extras because uh, dancing was a very big thing at the time, especially in Saint-Tropez. People will dance on this beautiful music. And so I got the very best dancers and the most incredible place right on the harbor of Saint-Tropez. Uh, I was very, um, I was a bit, um, I mean, I, I was a bit worried because sometimes, obviously now there are those big yachts uh, that park in front of um, the bar, like on the harbor. And just to tell you how magical that shoot was, uh, we started early in the morning and there was no boat at all. So I could actually shoot uh, the harbor and we could see the harbor with no yacht. It looked so period. So this is actually what you see in the film. And when I, I called the last cut and it was a wrap for the day, this huge boat, you know, this huge <laughs> boat parked. And I, I looked at it and I was like, oh my God, this, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. <laughs> I hope that wasn't in the shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was, it was not in the shot because we, we, it was a wrap, but it just felt so special because, you know, it, it's, it's kind of these things like, I don't know if it's destiny or if it's coincidence, but it feels so weird, you know? You're like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank you for parking just now. You know, it, it just is incredible. <laughs> Those damn yacht people. <laughs> damn yacht people. Oh, Lord. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Thank you, people. Yeah, no, honestly, just to tell you how magical it was and how special it was, this is the kind of things that 
happen all the time. Uh, so I'm, I feel very thankful for that. No, 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 huh? What? Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Eamon. Oh, okay. I thought he had a, he, he, act, he acted like he had a question and he just kind of zoned out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, the whole, the whole, I'm still caught up on the yacht thing. Everybody's got yachts. <laughs> Everybody's got yachts. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Not everybody has yachts. Right <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's, he's, he's Not jealous of everyone's right? yachts. Yeah. He's jealous of all the yachts. <laughs> he's having a... <laughs> I just got over the the thought process of us being able to fly with the cowboys can't fly thing. Now you're telling me there's yachts everywhere. <laughs> oh, you're still there. You're still there. Okay, <laughs> he's still there. He's like to stop to say, join me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. You were able to pull a lot from the uh, 1960s period as far as music as well. Um, what what bands were you trying to in- use on the uh, soundtrack? Um, sorry, can you repeat that for me? What bands? You mean? Yeah, what were some what of the bands, know? the musicians that you used from that time? Oh, I feel really inspired uh, by so many bands at the time. Definitely the Stones. So I was very lucky we got a song from them. Uh, Chuck Berry, Jimmy Reed. I love the Beatles. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, all, all those people. Um, we got the, the most incredible songs. I can't reveal the name of the songs, but I've just uh, revealed you the names of the artists. So, yes. So there's, very, very, there's, there's, no, uh, there's no Nickelback on this one. Oh, what is that? Nick- she probably doesn't know <laughs> Nickelback. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry. That's an American, Nickelback that's an is American a, joke. No, hey, don't, we don't claim them. Nickelback is Canadian. <laughs> oh, no, that's not. That's an American joke. It's an American joke oh, okay, about Canadians. Okay. Canadians have French people. Yeah, yeah a, huge, a huge portion of uh, Canada's French. Canada's have France. Are you, well, okay, so you might, you might know of Nickelback through that but uh <laughs> she's not reacting oh, to it yeah, so yeah. i know that she doesn't know, no, I, mean, I, don't know. <laughs> I can't tell i can't tell anymore no no i see what you mean but um yeah no definitely like the stones the beatles the beatles actually we we talk a lot about them directly in the film uh angel the character i i am in the movie uh talks a lot about them um because they really were an inspiration. Like, I feel I really admire the Beatles, not, not only for their music, but just as an example of how, as an artist, you can bring change and how they did bring change at the times. You know, just knowing that when they were touring in America, the Beatles refused to stage a concert if people would separate black people and Caucasians. I mean, just something like this. It's because of every little thing like this that slowly you get to a better world and i really admire them because they really stepped in and and made the right thing so i think it's extremely important this is why yeah, i want to encourage for today tensions between races and things was a, a very huge issue through that time it's it's so strange because you hear so much about you know in the early 70s and whatnot it being about peace and love and all that and then just all of this very intense racial uh, uh backlash between between cultures and whatnot all throughout the 60s it's uh very very interesting 
Yeah, it's really is interesting. I think this is also why it's important to remember. And even not just mentioning May 68, the riots in Paris in May 68, but also Woodstock. Like, all those events really show that people were longing for change. And I, I, feel, I feel amazed by those artists at the time that stepped in and took that, that responsibility. It was so very needed. Did you, uh, did you watch the um, American Oscars? Yes. Oh, that was great. I loved, I loved the ceremony. I watched most of it, I believe. Yeah. Were you, uh, cause you know, there's actually right now, there's a lot of controversy right now on the, uh, I say, I say controversy. There's a, there's a big divide on the winner. Like usual. I think the, yeah. the green book won. Well, the green book won, uh, best film. Okay. And I think they all wanted black, uh, Klansmen to win. They wanted black Klansmen to win best film. Yeah. Okay, I haven't seen either of the films, so I can't comment. Oh, well, I'm just saying there's a big there's a big divide well, on it. Well, what was Green Green Room about? The Green The Green Book. Oh, Green Book. <laughs> what was the Green Book about? The Green Book was like. Is it about a Green? No, book? it was like Driving Miss Daisy, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so I don't know how I feel about that. But no, I was just trying to bring up some modern news. Like green, that's what everyone's talking about. I didn't know we were talking about. You know, I mean, that's interesting. Well, no, because we're talking about race relations, and the big thing was that that they th they felt like the Green Book. They feel like the is, Green, green Book is more was, of a race baity type. No, thing. that it wasn't race baity enough. <laughs> it wasn't race baity enough. Yeah, and that's why they're like black clans. Yes, where it's at. Wow, that's why they're mad. It's, it's it's so strange where like everybody's current because, mindset no, is because, on this issue. Because they're mad because the movie showed that the black guy and the white guy become friends at the end. And there, there was something wrong with that because apparently it doesn't, wow, apparently it doesn't reflect true life. Yes, <laughs> wow. that's a bold statement. Oh no, that's yeah, cool. it's kind of uh, weird. Yeah, things things over here are a mess right now. People people have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> No, that's true. That's very true. I agree. Yeah, it's like, and I think I think that kind of uh, I feel like things that have been happening recently. Uh, what well, that's why like period pieces like yours are such a big, you know, uh, influence on what needs to be uh, shown to people nowadays. Is because otherwise they they're not going to know about some of the stuff that's gone on in the past, and they're essentially just going to, you know, revolutionizing, revolving everything over and over oh. exactly exactly this is why history and memory are so important just as you say you need to sometimes when you want to bring change you need to get back to what was made before what worked what didn't work and also hope because i feel sometimes you can feel really desperate and be like how can i make change happen i feel like i'm no one not a politician i'm not rich what can i do and the movie is about those artists that were no one but make, made a big change um, and really felt sometimes desperate, but really were longing to bring change. And the movie really questions that and which kind of sacrifices you're ready to make to make that happen. And as you mentioned, I think it's extremely important because many artists did actually achieve it back in the time. Who's, uh, who's your favorite artist? Oh, you know, it's so incredible because I, I think... Some of my favorite artists are actually not filmmakers. Uh, 
it's really interesting that for, for my films, my, my writing, really, uh, there are so many artists that inspire me that are more like from the literature world or for, from the music. I actually feel personally very inspired by music. Music inspires me so much. Uh, we talked about the Oscar. I absolutely loved Bohemian Rhapsody, obviously, and I was glad they, I think they took five awards with them, which is incredible because it's a pure drama and music is really important in it. And I had researched so much about Queen um, when I was actually researching for the movie, because even if they're more from the 70s, obviously it's also connected. Um, Which but, they were uh, mad about yeah, that one like, too. About what? Why? Why were they, they mad were about mad that? about Bohemian Rhapsody. Why? Because Sasha Baron Cohen <laughs> wasn't the lead? I guess, because they wanted Sasha Baron Cohen, but no, because they didn't dive into his personal life. They dived more into the band. Oh, because they didn't dive into Freddie Mercury's personal life? Yeah. Well, I mean... You know, people get upset yeah, about everything. I mean, I guess I understand yeah. a commanding presence. So, uh, I mean, I, I see how they would focus more on that side of it. But uh, at the same time, the uh, the things that uh, Freddie Mercury went through, uh, I really, I really, yeah, they they probably should have focused more on that. I mean, I know that like Queen, mm -hmm. Queen, his whole his whole ordeal with Queen was obviously the biggest thing that anyone's ever seen, but. <laughs> you know, like, uh, uh, as someone who, who's had somebody that's uh, had AIDS uh, pass, like, personally, I feel like that that side of his life definitely should have been focused on a whole lot. I love biopics. I, I think it's Brian May. I think I, I saw an interview of him, and he was mentioning, like, there are so many biopics. There are so many stories you can make out of one person and it was, it was their take on it. And I, I personally really love the movie, but it's true. Like there are so many stories you can tell about one person. A film really is just a vision. Um, for, for Large Door, I, I brought my vision uh, based on the many research I've made and based on so many talented people that just went through this amazing, beautiful adventure with me. Uh, but it's true. It's true. Like, I, I believe in the end, there are a lot of answers that are brought to how you can bring change in the film, but mainly the, the answers are in ourselves. So the movie really is just to question and kind of to try to, to see in you, to ask you what you would do. And I think that's the most important part. That's probably the best answer I've ever heard about biopics. Yeah, that was, that was very that's well probably the oh, best <laughs> That's like... I don't think anybody has ever, I have never heard anybody take that angle on biopics that like, yeah, there's multiple. Yeah. Like that's just, that's just a fraction. Yeah. It. Don't stress. It's, it's just a fraction of the story. Yeah. You can just yeah. make an, there could there's be no multiple way that stories. They can include everything all in one. Like I've never, I'm going to start yeah. using that. I'm stealing that from you. Just exactly. so you know. Exactly. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna say that just be sure you. to credit her. <laughs> okay, I'll credit. <laughs> I'll Please. quote you in the bottom, so the know, bottom right hand corner. Excellent filmmaker from Paris <laughs> said once. How cool does that sound? Yeah. That actually, that could be used again. You know, you could use that for the uh, the doc, the, the biopic on um, what was it the Greatest Showman? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was that? Uh, Barnum and Bailey, the circus. Barnum. Oh, okay. Barnum. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that they that that, could, that argument could have used for that because they were upset that that didn't show him uh, torturing people and shit. So oh, <laughs> we just we like to people bring are up strange. They want to see weird stuff. We like to bring up uh, uh, modern news. 
<laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, <laughs> the, uh, you need more beer. You need more beer, Adam. <laughs> I know. I've got a couple over here. <laughs> I'll take one. Okay. Yeah, Thank you. I'll go get that. I'll other <laughs> but uh yeah our um we'll be honest with you our our pop-up our pop-up interviews are usually uh quite short but we uh we went ahead and canceled two of our other pop-ups and so we're gonna try to our <laughs> so so well, we wanted to spend some extra time so we're gonna we're gonna we're trying to our be best you know we're gonna spend this. as much time with you as possible because <laughs> we <laughs> So so let me let me uh, let me take a couple of steps back to something that we touched on at the beginning. Uh, you said you were a panelist for uh, Dom and Jaws Make Your Film. Um, what was some of the things that you that that focused on? Oh, that, that panel was incredible. We I think we mainly just focused about filmmaking and the various advice we would give uh, the make your event uh, made by Giles and Dom is mainly to give tips and tricks to filmmakers that want to make their first second or third feature um, so they were it was really inspiring to also listen to the filmmakers in the room and we had such a great audience bouncing back with ideas about uh, how how for instance for me uh, we made large door happen uh, how, how did we work on distribution how did we work on all the process, writing, producing, uh, putting the crew together, putting the cast together, all the work that's been made, you know, with the different heads of department. And it was very exciting to talk about Large Door because there's so much to talk about the movie. Uh, everyone, again, like there, there been, there's been so much passion and talent behind the movie. So many people brought the very best of the, themselves. I feel very thankful uh, for everyone in the cast, crew, production team, partners that really made it the beautiful artistic experience it is. Uh, it really is the best way we could pay tribute to all those artists back in the time who also gave the best on themselves and made so much sacrifices, so many sacrifices to actually change the world on their own scale. So that was a great, great event. Like I think the second one is coming up very soon if, on the 5th of March in London again. And I, I, just, I just can't wait to hear it. Uh, the first event so that, we, we, that did happen end of January is now the Filmmakers Podcast. Uh, that is hosted by Giles, um, so you can actually listen to most of the, the talk if you want to to go through it. Oh, cool, cool! Yeah, that's, that's really cool. cool. <sighs> podcasting yeah. is the podcasting is pretty hard. <laughs> it's not that. Bad. No, I mean, it's not. Hard. It's not hard. It's just. It's not any worse than filmmaking. You're doing well. You're doing well. <laughs> no, no, we're trying. You know, I I don't know if you you know we're getting a lot of um we're getting a lot of crazy guests. We got uh we we just interviewed Michael Jai White uh you know he's a big a action actor over here and then um we interviewed uh James Marandino the uh, director of SLC Punk which is a uh, cult classic and uh, about to interview uh, uh Jan Broberg next week oh yeah that's gonna be a big, I don't know if you know Jan Broberg but interview. the documentary just uh launched on Netflix uh, she was abducted twice. It's actually a really yeah, sad. It's called abducted in plain uh, sight. It's a pretty sad story. It's just that um, 
that's going to be coming up what, in a couple of days. Yeah, a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be so, very, very interesting. So it's just crazy. We're just trying to build, uh, get all these guests and get people on the show and and really uh, <laughs> build from the ground up. <laughs> yeah, but we still want to make sure that we're getting uh, people from uh, from the from the base level who have worked their way up as well. That way, we're getting both sides both sides covered essentially and then able to kind of help help uh you know younger people or people just starting out in the filmmaking process as well yeah and thank you so much uh, you guys for what you're doing it's so important like you, you you know as you say you give a voice to them and it's extremely important you know it's obviously you need to to spread the world so thank you so much exactly and you know the biggest thing is like the idea behind it was that that we would have like one of these that's why we we kind of try to separate it up where like thursdays we do kind of like the the people who are having their first feature films or the people that are uh, maybe just starting and they just filmed their first short films or something like that and then on sundays we usually bring in the people that are like on the view right now or you know yeah. <laughs> on the view and yeah, yeah, getting yeah, yeah. on you know stuff like that so that way that yeah, way absolutely that way you know those but those downloads i you know i'm watching the statistics and those downloads equate to someone discovering don lenore's film and going to hulu and watching you know his winter ridge film you know what i mean so i think i think that's just absolutely. a really cool it's really cool oh, yeah, to watch yeah. that to be able to see it play out in life yeah it's really time, you know, yeah. see it play out that you know when you get you, we, we do the Thursday shows, you know, where we want to feature someone. Then we do the Sunday shows and that Sunday shows are supposed to, you know, bring the audience to go and, you know, discover these new talents. It's really, really cool how, how the whole experience has evolved from whenever we first started. I mean, like we, neither of us thought in the slightest bit that we'd, we'd be talking to, to any, any well-versed uh, anyone. You know, we were just which, uh, looking at like beer, which, beer which commercials. Which brings me to, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I, I try I try to make a point with all my rambling. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm just, <laughs> that's, to, that's what the key to, is. I mean, to, you're supposed to, to, yeah, to, to try to. to circle back. I just try and keep it in coherent. Yeah, to, to, circle, to circle back. <laughs> um, what would you say? What? Well, the, what would you say? The, the, no, the length, <laughs> the length it took to to build up to get to your feature film. How how was that process, and how hard was it to to really push yourself to get there? You're saying you're saying from like A to B. Yes, A to okay. B. Okay. I I would say I feel thankful that I've. I've never wanted to give up. Like definitely the movie in a way I've always felt, I've always been convinced it's such an important message. So what is great is that I've always been, I've always felt like bringing every single day, bringing something more so I could make it happen. Um, this is why also probably it was so magical. Um, so definitely at the very beginning, you try to put your budget together, but not only you have to think about distribution. Uh, so even when I wrote the film, uh, I made sure that it was very attractive uh, in a distribution point of view. Um, also, I would say definitely it's important to get the, the best cast and crew and not only the best people, but the best uh, composition of everyone. So what, because obviously you're not just, uh, you know, directing the actors and the DP and uh, this person or this person. It really is the, all of them 
coming together that must click. So it's really not just about the coordination of the production coordinator or this actor, it really is about everyone. So I feel very thankful that with everyone, the production coordinator, the crew, the cast, all the heads of department, we really, uh, it really clicked together because also it was backed by a lot of preparation. And again, the partners also were extremely important and were very supportive also uh, during this preparation time because in a period drama, again, you know, there are so many details, everything, needs to be very thought-free, very precise. If there is one thing that doesn't work, it really ruins the whole authenticity. And it was very important in my vision that really this authenticity would reflect on the screen and that the audience would really feel that they are also in the 60s and they are living those times and they are being Sebastian or Angel in the movies and really questioning about changing the world and how hard it is, but how important it also is. Would you say that like your skill that's come throughout the uh, filmmaking process, would you say that that inner drive, is that something that you think that you've been born with and you have a gift or it's something that can be learned? We asked Dom kind of a similar question. Yeah, I think it's a very important question indeed. I've, I've many times I've thought about that. I was, I've always wondered where, where does it come from? Um, I would say it's probably because of, probably it's something you can have like in your inner side, but I think also it's from many people you, you learned from. Uh, for instance, I've always felt very driven. So I'm very thankful that I have this kind of skill in me, but I think also you're always much more confident when you're very prepared. The only reason why I've, I've wanted to become a director, a feature film director is for my passion, but not only for my passion, I've also worked on many different elements. Uh, like as I mentioned, I've been working in distribution, I've been working in production, uh, and not only in Europe, like London and France and in the UK, more generally speaking, but also the US. And I've also been acting. So when I talk with an actor, I know what acting is about. When I talk with a hair, or a makeup artist, I know what I'm talking about. When I talk with a production coordinator, obviously we do a lot together and everything is thought through. Uh, and definitely, again, because I've been producing, as you mentioned in the past, I know what I'm talking about. And this is why I think also it gives me this drive is because not only do I have this drive, innerly speaking, but also I've been working on it in a way. And it's also yeah, uh, because of all those elements that, you know, today I feel confident and I can actually make it work. Now, um, we, we, we live in a, um, like a East Texas where we don't have, uh, we live sort of East of Houston and we don't have the same support system as maybe a Los Angeles or somewhere like that would have when it comes to films, you know, well, films are kind of looked, uh, looked down upon, in our area, just the just the idea of being able to achieve something like that. Yeah, there's not like a, a support system. Yeah, have, this area, have you had a great support system throughout your process? The movie, I mostly had it financed with private investors. So I feel extremely thankful, definitely, that we had the support. Um, also from the partners, in France, you can also have some public fundings, and that didn't happen for this movie, but for some shorts in the UK, we did have some public fundings. So I would say, generally speaking, it's always very hard 
because um, there are so many movies trying to get made. Uh, but I would say what's important is that things happen in due time. And for me, what, what is very important is that those partners really help and all, all the people that help, like it's extremely important and this is what happened. So I would say we did get the, all the support we needed. Well, we need all the support of the world to bring change. Um, but uh, not public funding this time, but I'm sure it will happen for the right project. But so, I, I, I was thinking more of maybe of uh, like, person, like personal uh, support. Oh, you mean like, like how, family, like, like, like people's like, attitudes? Yeah, people's attitudes you? towards it, and oh, okay, people like okay. the family support. I'm saying that family family support in this area for entertainment is at a, is low. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, if you're not if you're not yeah if you're not if you're not going to work. Oh, I see what you mean. They think you're crazy. Yeah, if you're not, if you're not doing like like a hard labor job, or if you're not going to the plants, then uh, it's looked down upon to think that you can yeah, 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 make yeah, it in true. filmmaking. But I didn't. So I was just wondering if you had a uh, you know personal like a family support system. You know, you know what's incredible is that this is one of the subjects that is directly uh, addressed in the film. Because I know, I know about that. I know that especially in some regions of this world, you don't get the family support. You don't get the personal support at all sometimes. And this is why it also makes it so hard. Uh, so the movie actually directly questions that. I would say, oh, definitely, like, um, people around me have been extremely supportive. This is also why, you know, I, I feel so confident. But definitely, support is important. I think, again, uh, you really build this support with a lot of work, really. I, I could understand that, for instance, uh, you know, like, if you wake up, you're eight-year-old, and you say, you tell your parents, uh, oh, I want to become an actor, or or I want to become a filmmaker. I can understand their concern though, because obviously it's extremely hard. And many, many times people ask me, do you think I should do that? You know, people that are younger. And I say, really, if, if you want to do that, it really has to be the most passionate thing you're about. There, there should be nothing else you want to do, because it's true, it's extremely hard. And again, I can really understand, understand the, the concern because it's, it's an extremely hard industry. That's There's excellent so advice. Exactly. But again, it really is about how confident you are, how much you're ready to, to get into it. And I think this is also why the movie directly addresses that because the movie addresses and questions you, the audience, about like how much sacrifice are you ready to make? And it's true. There are so much sacrifices, so many sacrifices you, you must make. Like you invest a lot of your time, of your money, of your passion, of your hopes. And if you really want to go that way, you, you have need to make sure you're really into it and that you're really passionate about it. So I feel very thankful I have this passion in me too. Uh, you're saying there's no get rich quick scheme? <laughs> <laughs> no what? No scheme? There's no get rich quick? I got a, a, a cheat code, a pass? A, uh, 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 no, I don't <laughs> think so. I mean, anyone. She's saying that it's all hard work and dedication. No, uh, like, yeah. can't, I, can't I sign up for like the Illuminati somewhere and... I don't know if there's. A, <laughs> I don't a, think so. Like, um, my family is not originally from the film industry. Uh, I, I can imagine that if your family is from the film industry, it can make some things very much more easy because you are directly in this world and you have already some of the connections you need. But I would say for anyone, it's very hard. Definitely, if, if it's not your background, uh, it's not going to help, that's for sure. It, it just makes it harder, but I'm sure it's hard for everyone, really. So, yeah, it's important to support each other. 
It, it is even, even more excellent advice. You, you're on top of your answers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been Thank good. You. You, you, you have some of the best answers. Oh, so far. thanks. Yeah. Well, and, I'm glad. I want to be the best, so I'm glad you're saying that, guys. <laughs> Thank you. You're amazing. Like, I wish I had some beers to cheer with you. You know. Hey. Is, are there are there many? Uh, <laughs> is there a fun French French uh, beers? Are parrot like a uh, beers over there? I don't know. I, don't, I think they probably fit more wine. Belgium beers. Is it delirium? No, French people they are more into wines. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <I know delirium laughs> more in Belgium. <laughs> French wines. French wines were amazing. Yeah. So you, you, you guys, you should have wine next time we have an interview. You know. Okay. Special, a, a special uh, winers episode. Yeah, there we go. Wine, <laughs> Make a special, you know, make a special one. Opinions and wine podcast. Oh, yes, opinions, opinions and, and wine. wine. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to hurry up and copyright that real fast. <laughs> copyright it real quick. <laughs> Very fast, yeah. Before someone does it. <laughs> Ah, uh, we're good. We're good. Is there any uh, is there any topics you'd like to get to, Eamon? Oh no, uh, I think we've covered most everything. Yeah, if but this, we, this is our guest. I, I know we can uh, start having we can just start having fun with our guests and not be all strict interviews. Yeah, we're yeah. always doing strict. You know uh, these these weird. Yeah, I, I guess we can just talk about random stuff with you, Jenna. So how is how is life in Paris? How, what what drove you to uh, start staying in that area? Oh, Paris, Paris is incredible. You know, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Paris at all. It's such an inspiring city. Um, so I feel, I feel very thankful I, I could start acting here. Um, like, I don't know if you've ever been to places like Saint-Michel, Montmartre, uh, just walking around Paris, but it just feels incredible. It's a great place to be an artist. And so, yeah, it's been great, actually. Actually, right now, I was in Los Angeles last week. And when I came back here last, uh, last week, it already was very sunny. It's extremely sunny at the moment in Paris, and it's February. That's great. It feels great. It's quite it's quite warm for a February February time. So yeah, it feels great to be here right now. Well, it's uh, it's it's, it's kind of chilly in Texas. It's honestly been one of the uh, yeah one yeah. of the coldest Februarys that we've endured thus far. So it's I don't, very strange. It's, 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 it's I don't know. Strange. It's, it's usually like, I don't know. I don't know. That's it, it's it's pulling on my heartstrings. I don't know whether or not to believe in uh, climate change or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> I see. Well, now, well, now yeah. they're saying that even the the cooling is because of climate change as well. So, oh, okay. So it's 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 no, not, but that was in the nineties. That's 90s. why they stopped. No, no, no. For, okay, warming, okay. and they said we're, we're, climate change. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're about to, we're about to get in some crazy talking right now. If that's okay with you. <laughs> uh, that's fine. That's in the nineties, in the nineties, they introduced global cooling. And they said we were going into no, a second no, ice age. No, that's wrong. That's wrong because it was actually in like the 60s is when they were projecting that. But they said it was going to happen in the 90s. Had not heard okay, about that. So they, they talked about it in the 90s and they said, or yeah. 60s, and global, they said in the yeah, 90s global that cooling, it was going to be. Global cooling, and we had that, that big fr uh, freeze one day. You know, we did, actually. And in the 90s, we did have a really big freeze. I don't that know. one thing happened, and then oh, guess what? And then nothing else. Wow. Well, it, it was kind of cold again last year. That's scary. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> and then they switched it to 
they switched it to uh, we're all gonna uh, uh, die by uh, the sun. The sun. Well, uh, emissions. We live on a very strange planet. You know, like the likelihood of our existence at period is just like it is so slim. It is so slim. So the fact that like. I don't know. Whenever people bring up climate change and things like that, it's like I just kind of look at like the entire what universe, and it's like, dude, we shouldn't even be my, here. My argument, like, the fact, like, I don't, I don't think it makes. My argument no. is Antarctica used to not have ice on it, so maybe it should melt. <laughs> yeah, but then no, that will release. Let's not melt our Antarctica. Yeah, that, then yeah. that'll you release all so? the dude. Then it all the be, secret Nazis used, that are frozen no, there are going to be released. To, what? You know, you haven't heard that that there's secret Nazi that bases movie? in Antarctica. No, there's like some br- pretty big speculation that that's oh like my legit. God. Of course, that might be part of the whole flat Earth theory. But do uh, do do you believe any any uh, conspiracy theories? <laughs> I don't know. I more believe in science, to be honest. But you're right. I mean, climate change it's a it's a huge deal at the moment. I really hope things will get together. I love what the Leonardo DiCaprio Foundation is doing at the moment to help fight against climate change is so important right now. Yeah, if only we could talk, uh, talk China into doing it. Oh, yeah, well, fat yeah, yeah. I mean, but they have said that, uh, I want to say within the next 20 years that China's supposed to get a lot better. About yeah, but uh, Alexandra, energy, Alexandra uh, Cortez said we're dying in 10. And what, dying in 10? What do you mean? That the world's going to be dead in 10 years. In 10 years, the world's going to be dead? Yes, you just That's said what it. She said, "She just said so on the let's news. change it very fast." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crazy. Ten years. Well, I mean, the, that's probably that's probably accurate. Honestly. Ten years, unless we can uh, spend. Uh, I mean, there, you never know. There, like a fucking asteroid could come out of the sky and kill us all at any point. No, time. maybe that's what she's relying. She's saying that we've we've got we've asteroid. got laser beams that will shoot the asteroids. I've seen it. No, in Independence Day, I've seen it. In uh, Armageddon, I guess we should be asking you that. Does uh, do you think that the French have a bunch of secret high tech lasers? I have no idea. <laughs> just, just of my knowledge, you know, I'm a filmmaker and I, I'm not an expert in lasers. I hope have so. You have, <laughs> have you ever thought about making a? Uh, have you ever thought about making a science a fiction film? Oh, that would be great! Yeah. Very French, you know, with all the French tech and everything. Yeah, French tech, I mean, lasers. That's actually ah, fun, you know, all that. that all the makeup and stuff. You could have, like, a big makeup team come in and make a bunch of, like, uh, the aliens, and they're, they're trying to take over the Eiffel Tower. It would probably be a much easier oh, period piece to cover because you wouldn't have to really convince people of, you know, that time frame. You know, you could just do whatever you want. It wanted. would be very different, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love sci-fi. I love sci-fi. <laughs> is there uh, I'm sorry Miss Jenna <laughs> we're just we uh like I said <laughs> you guys are into beer <laughs> we we usually do a uh like a like a 20 minute segment and we're just you know well we're glad we're glad to be able to spend so much extra time yeah we're, 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 to get your opinion on things yeah get your opinion on things and uh that's what the name of the podcast is. Uh, opinions opinions and, beer. and beer. That's why we, opinions and beer. we we shed bad opinions and good opinions, but mostly bad. <laughs> mostly bad. Yeah. Mostly, <laughs> mostly bad ones. It all leans to one side, but you know we we try and diversify. What uh? 
So in like I, this is this is probably a weird question. It's away from film, but in in France, because you know we 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 you're you're a uh, we know we ne- we never get any guests from from France, and so uh, <laughs> yeah, you're our first one. Um, what's the uh, the outlook on America in France? Oh, I can't imagine that it's good, but uh, it'd be better to hear from her. Oh, you mean from a filmmaker's point of view or in general? In general? Oh, general. You, can, you can do both, please. I mean, from a filmmaker's point of view, I think America has been so inspiring because some of the best movies really were made there. And definitely the industry is extremely exciting. And there is so much you can do in America you could hardly do in Europe. Um, definitely, it's just very different, really. Uh, France is also so inspiring and it's just different and I, I feel privileged that I actually could learn from both sides um, but on, on America in general I'm not quite sure like really I'm not quite sure at what is happening um, I, I admire America for so much uh, I really think uh, Americans can help a lot to change the world obviously we mentioned climate change for instance uh, definitely we really need everyone's help on that and everyone's take on that. So this is why I was mentioning what uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and his foundation are doing um, for to bring change in that, because I think their work is remarkable and I really hope there will be more because it's very much needed. We really need all the support of the world to make change happen on that. So yeah, definitely. All right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that was a very, very kind reaction. Thank you. Yeah, we thought you were going to say that we all smell uh, like shit. Yeah, we thought, like, all oh, this damn America, F them. I hope they melt off the uh, face of the earth. Melt off the face of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Not all the time. Not all the time. We don't always hit you guys. No, not all, not the, all time. the time. Oh. Just when you're not there, we talk bad things about you. But okay. <laughs> I know how the French are. As soon as the podcast is over, that's when I'm like, I've been to France. Have you at all or never yet? Oh, I've, I've not been to France yet. No, neither yeah, you have should, I. Especially with this great French, you know, you can brush it up. Oh, yeah, for, sure, exactly. for sure, for sure, for <laughs> sure. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, definitely. What, what Thank you so much, guys. Of uh, where where you filmed again? What was the name of it? Because I would definitely like to uh, experience that at least once. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so there was Paris, Saint Tropez, the south of France, all around Saint Tropez, Ramatuel. This is how yeah. it's called. I'll definitely be there. Oh well, one day. Yeah, oh, you should come. You should come. Yeah, I will. I will show you around. It's very magical. <laughs> now, Miss Miss Jenna. Um, well, I guess we're we're nearing the end of this of the of the podcast. Uh, what would you want to say? Would you, is there any other projects that you would that you would like to plug or talk about? Uh, anything that we haven't discussed thus far? Well, uh, for now, I'm really going to focus on um, finishing Lajdor and making sure it has the best release it can. Uh, thank you so much again for mentioning Cowboys Can Fly. It's definitely in the pipeline and I can wait for this project to happen. I also feel thankful that uh, I'm working for Cannes series. Uh, I was working for them last year for the first edition 
of the Cannes Series Festival. So basically, it's the equivalent of Cannes Film Festival for series happening along MIP TV in April. So this year is the second edition. It's going to be very exciting. So yeah, please follow us on social media. It's called Large Door Film. We are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and probably more. I can't even recall. Um, but really, it's very exciting. It's amazing to get your feedback and comments. So thank you so much again for all of you who are already following us. And please, please feel free to come and spread the world of bringing change. That's great. And uh, thank you so much, Ms. Jenna, for being on thank the show. You. Absolutely. Uh, so we much. Were, thank you so much. Merci. We, we, weren't on a, we weren't on point tonight. <laughs> we were, we were exhausted. Uh, you guys must we, be exhausted. We, we're just, we're just, just a little exhausted. We, we, hey, we can't be in our A game. We can't be in our a, on our A game all the time. Speak for yourself. Don't judge me. I'm not judging you. Um, <laughs> oh, Lord. Thank you so much, uh, Miss Jenna. We're gonna be. We're gonna make sure we're gonna post um, some of your Facebook links in the description when we post it. Yeah, yeah. And, make uh, sure make to sure send people, us links that way that we can uh, properly, you know, uh, follow and uh, see when your film yes. comes out. Uh, and your film name is uh, it's it's uh, it translates to the Golden Age, correct? Exactly. Oh, and okay. Please let me know if you need a picture of me or anything, really, any info, any links, let me know, uh, you know, on the social media pages. Uh, I can't wait for it to be released on Thursday. I'll be up for it. Okay, okay. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much. All right, Miss Jenna, have a good one. A bientôt. Merci. Thank Until you. Until next time. <laughs>